0: hello there welcome to the season two of god's system and process of fruitfulness and um, in in the last season we were able to delve in the heart matters of fruitfulness and the heart matters of um of of what god requires of us now in this season we'll be going full force into the external manifestations of fruitfulness so you know you have to first, you know, the Bible says that they that do know their God shall be strong and do express. So you have to start from the knowing then you be, then you can now do. So it is first an internal thing before you have the external thing. Many people are chasing after they are external thing, but they neglect the internal one. But God doesn't want us that way. As brothers and sisters in Christ, he wants us to be people of the know and the be. We know him, we become one with him, we intermingle, we fellowship, we yada with we him, we, 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 you know, we, we, we become intertwined, man. And then, we be, know, be, then do. Many people want to do, they don't want to be, they don't want to know. But no, that's not for you, my listener. You want to know him, and that knowing is not head knowledge, it's a heart knowledge, it's an intermingling where you and God have, as it were, an intercourse, where you and him become one. There's a mixing, there's a sharing between you and God. It pours a seed in you, you receive it, you are impregnated by the power of the Holy Ghost, and the things you begin to give birth to are of the Most High. So, in this season, we'll be talking about the result of what we have discussed in the last season, the result of what we have practiced and imbibed, and we are walking in. And I hope this is going to change your life because I'm very excited. It's going to be be a turning point for a lot of Christians as they listen to this. And as many people begin to listen to this, the world over, this message begin to travel the world. It's going to change lives. It's going to change perspective. It's going to draw people into a place of fellowship and koinonia with the Father. And they begin to come into a place of fruitfulness. So, let's dig in. I hope. You enjoy this and I encourage you to share with people, share with your family and friends, share with people, share with your colleague at work, share with anyone that comes to mind while you are listening. Because this message is for everybody that God wants to take into a place of fruitfulness. Is to help us, Is to shape us. This message is to help us, Is is just to help us and bring us into a place of growth. Thank you for listening and thank you for sharing with people. God bless you. Welcome to this to season two of God's system of fruitfulness, and I'm so glad you've you've listened so far and you've been part of the journey so far, and I'll, I'll take the time to say that. Uh, uh, if you've not listened to season one then you are jumping the class because what we'll be discussing in this season and the, the several segments and episodes under it are a build-up on what we've spoken of in season one so and uh, to, to to jump that gun is to miss the vital thing especially what I said in the introduction so I encourage you to listen and therefore for the for the lawyer or quote unquote listeners and subscribers to this podcast, I thank you very much for spreading the message. We all work together. We, we, we are doing the same work. We are serving our King. So, by sharing and distributing this message, we are pushing the frontiers of the kingdom. It's a noble cause. I do my pattern in getting the message from the Lord, from the Father. You do your part in listening, implementing it. I do my part in implementing it. You do your part in in sharing it and spreading it across the nations of the earth. So we are all pushing the frontiers of the kingdom. We all want to be, God, amen? So our work is not detached. No, we are all doing the same work. We are all serving the same king in whatever capacity, at your job, at my job, wherever we are. So it's one massive ecosystem. Of, of, of divine um, activities of the kingdom and the service of our king so to, to today we, we we go into so this season is about the, the the outward manifestation of fruitfulness and we begin with john chapter 15 i will not need to go into the background of what we've been speaking about since because it's, it's a lot so I think that's about two hours of uh, of, of podcast uh, segment, so you could listen to that and take your time to do that. So, we go straight in into John chapter fifteen, verse eight, and here we are going to be dealing with your willingness to be productive. Because in Isaiah, the Bible says, "If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land." Many people are obedient, but they are not willing. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! We we, we spoke to some I touched on that in our last season. How people are obedient, but they are not willing and they are not seeing the good of the land. See, Jesus in John chapter 15 verse 8 says something very critical. Very critical. He said, listen, there is a way my father gets glorified. And let me tell you about it. He said, hearing this is how my father is glorified. How does you bear much fruit? So shall ye be my disciples. Now, these fruits, they're in dimensions. One dimension of these fruits is the fruit of the Holy Spirit manifesting through your life. Love, joy, peace, goodness, um, temperance, meekness, faith, hmm, long-suffering. That is a dimension of fruitfulness that brings the Father glory. That everybody is misbehaving, and you are just there, long suffering. Everybody is, is is chewing out the the, the, the the person at the counter, the receptionist. That is a bad person. You people are faulty, and you are just the person there, the feeling for the young woman, knowing that it's actually not a fault. Our CEO has not provided the best services, so. She's just doing her best under the circumstance, surrender the best service. everybody's chewing her heart, and you're the one person there walking towards and saying, "I know how you feel, and I can understand that it's a difficult situation for you right now, and the person's like what what's going on right here? I've never seen this kind of love and niceness and kindness shown me like from time to time, customers come in and beat me over, but ah, you are such a different person, please." I'm going to subscribe you for our platinum program. You earn it. No, no, no. You are a customer of the and they put you up there, and you become the face of, 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 of their company, and they sign you a deal that you didn't have anything to do with. You see how that fruitfulness connects? So, and that is it. So, the, the, Jesus is saying that, listen, guys, this is how my Father will get glorified. It is not by you carrying Bible. Mm-mm. It is not by you, by you preaching down as somebody. No, it is by you bearing fruit. And I and I'm going to I'm going to always because this is my system of 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 indoctrinating the body of Christ. We have to pay attention to our character. We have to pay serious attention to the development of our character that will become more and more like Jesus. We are Christians like Christ. We are to be like Him. We are actually like Him. For as He is in heaven, so are we on the earth. He said we shall be like Him when we when we shall see Him. So we have to we have to. Show forth fruits that are worthy of our calling and it begins with our character. So we have to emphasize that it is not until we are riding cars and, and having jets. No, they are not bad. No, they are not. They are necessary. But we have to pay attention to our character. So beginning with us, so this is the way the Father will get much fruit in our life. Much glory to our life that will bring forth. So I want you to, to sell out on that. Think and introspect on that fruit of this, we the Spirit. nine of them, and the several of them mention in different parts of the Bible, Jesus, the Father, will be glorified as those fruits grow in your life. They will bring him glory, that you are showing love, you are, you are having joy in the face of adversity, where every other person in your industry, in your office, is downtrodden you have a genuine joy you are not faking it or being irresponsible no you have real joy that is perceivable and it's obvious that this guy you know he can't be touched by this down downside he can't be touched by sorrow real joy you, are, you have a patience that is eh, 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 that is beyond this world you have a peace that passes all understanding i'm robbers so are in the next year that you and your friends are in the room and they say carry this down and i say guys the angel of the Lord and round about them that fear him and delivers them. That is you bearing fruit. And yes, they rob everybody and a thousand fall at your side and ten thousand at your right. And it doesn't come near you. That is you bearing fruit, man. So, hearing is my Father glorified. So my Father will not be glorified by me quoting scriptures and me having memory verses. No, 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 no. It's by the fruit-bearing dimension of my life. And that is why for me to be, for him to be glorified, he has taken time to prepare me in verse 1 to 7. You can listen to the last episode, and I'm saying that in a repetitive way so that you can go and listen to it. Or if you've forgotten it, by now go back and listen to it and touch on those things. So he has laid a foundation for fruitfulness because he wants glory in my life. And I'm very sure you also want to give God glory. Just like the words of those songs that, All I want is for you for you to be glorified for you to believe that i all i want is for you for you to be glorified for you to believe that i it says "Fill my life till all the see is yes, you lord Glorify your name. I hope I sang well. Anyway, so, and that should be the cry of your heart. That's for God, my Father, I live for His glory. Just like Tasha Cobb sang. He said, For your glory, I will do anything just to see you. To behold you as my king, I want to be where you are. And when God begins to tabernacle around us, fruitfulness is inevitable. And I will tell you that, look at Obedido. That man accidentally had the ark in his house. And in three months, everything was well with him. His children were well, his clothes were fine, his crops were growing, his sheep were bearing, his cattle, nothing was broken, nothing was missing. Why? Because the presence was with him presence and that's the secret of fruitfulness to be somebody who hosts the presence when the ark is in your life the ark is in your house the ark is in your business come on you begin to bring fruits so you begin to bring glory to God your life see don't 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 mistake it you must be desirous of fruits you must be you must be hungry to bring glory to God You must stand in your heart and say, My life must bring glory to God. As in, God must be looking at my life and be saying, Look at that boy, look at that girl, look at this baby boy of mine. Look at the level of glory. And people are looking at your life and they're saying, Blessed be the Lord God of heaven. He said, This and this is the first son, our firstborn, who knows the Father, not just know who is one and the same with the Father, telling us, You say, Hearing. Is my Father glorified that you bring forth much fruit? He says, "So shall you be, my disciples." So listen. If you if you've been caught in that place where you where you you've sold yourself a lie, or you've allowed the enemy tell you a lie, that no 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 no, it doesn't matter what happens. No, listen, no no, your life must produce fruit. Evidential, and that fruit begins with your character. Then it extends to also the souls you bring into the kingdom, my dear brother and sister. Your life must bring fruits of souls into the kingdom. Who are you winning for Jesus? Who are you winning for Jesus? Are you sharing the message of of the cross, of, of of the death, burial, and love of God for a dying world that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. Son. are you sharing it with somebody? Are you turning people away from hell to heaven? Are you drawing people into the kingdom? That is a fruit. That is a massive fruit, eternal fruit. <laughs> that is a fruit that, as a matter of fact, as as far as God is, that fruit ranks highest. I'm telling you. It ranks highest, even beyond the fruit of your character. Because you may, your character may not be totally developed and yes, you'll still be winning souls. So it's very possible. People will be coming to Christ. There are several people who are preaching today who, whose character is still false. But yes, people are coming into the kingdom through them. So that ranks highest. Because that is why Jesus came to die. He, came, he didn't come to die so that you just have the fruit of it. He came to die that we may be restored back to God. When we get to God, the fruit of the Spirit will begin to grow. So, this is how the Father is glorified. That will bring forth and you could, be, you could be preaching that gospel in different way. Even if you are not direct, you are not, you are not speaking it as much as every other maybe it's just one person, you could be funding it, giving to works of the, of the gospel, giving to missions, giving to your church, sowing to your pastor, supporting a preacher of the gospel, making sure that God's word is spreading. Is part of the fruit that you are bearing and it brings glory to God. So throughout this season what we'll be discussing is to work on your willingness to be a productive fruit-bearing Christian because that's the mark of a disciple. The mark, true mark of a disciple is fruitfulness. And fruitfulness one thing it will deal with is selflessness. Selfish Christians don't bear fruit. So if all you think is that I want to go to school, graduate from college, get a good job, have a house over my head, be able to take care of my children, then you are not fruitful. Yeah. Now listen, think about it. The fruits that grow on a tree are there for the tree to eat? So the fruits that grow in your life are for other people to eat from. So if all you've been going through and you have been enjoying from God as a Christian has just been for you and your family and it has been servicing yourself, you are not a true disciple. You are not fruitful. Because fruits don't grow for the tree. They grow for the people who come to pluck the fruit and taste of the fruit and eat of it. So, your life must begin to bring out food that are beneficial to others. That is what brings God's glory. That is what brings God's glory. So, if your narrative of the Christian life has been for you, me, 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 just like Brother Keith Moore said, he said, me, 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 me makes you miserable. If that's all you've been doing, you've not been a fruitful Christian, you've not been. A, a disciple of Jesus, you've not proven yourself worthy of the life you received in Christ Jesus. That life is not put to good use. You are hiding your talent. Yeah. Yeah, let us think. it. So fruitfulness is that other people aside you are benefiting from the goodness of God in your life. And that is how it and the father, father looks forward to receiving glory. In the book of James, it says the, the, the husbandman waited patiently to receive the fruit of the earth. God is waiting. He, he, he's sitting and saying, Hey, my son, my daughter, I want to receive glory from your life, and it comes with the fruit that you are given. It comes with the fruit. So you must be willing. You must begin to look at yourself and say, Father, how can people begin to feed from the fruit of my life? Because that is how you will get glory. How can people begin to eat for me? Because I'm a branch, remember? He said, you are the, I am the vine, you are the branches. And the branches are the fruit bearing parts of the vine. So the fruits are supposed to rest on you. That is your job. The trunk does not bear the fruit. The Father is not here. Jesus said that. He said that. He said, the world will not see me, but they will see you because I go to my. He said, when the Spirit of truth has come, he said, he will convict the world of righteousness. The fruit of righteousness are going to grow in your life and it will convict the world because Jesus is not here. He has gone to the Father. So he is the vine. He's not bearing the fruit. You are the fruit bearing part of the vine. So. Fruitfulness is a must. You must be willing. You must be willing. This episode is to work on your willingness. It's to work, is to provoke you to desire fruit. And remember, we have said again, I will reiterate, repetition is key. That fruitfulness is not just that you have your own car. You have No, 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 no. Remember, fruits grow on trees for others to eat. So your life must be producing things based on your connection with God that is blessing people. Jobs must be created. Families must be healed. Your children must be becoming the people that are blessing others in the society. So, your life is not fruitful if your children are not growing into the image of the of Christ and they are blessing their generation. Yes, as a husband, your life is not fruitful if your wife is not becoming a better person and influencing that society based on a relationship with you. As a wife, your husband, your life is not fruitful if your husband is not being converted by your relationship with him to become a better person to his world. Fruitfulness is from our life to be a blessing to others. And Jesus is saying, this is how my father... So do you want father to be glorified? That's a question. If the cry of your heart is, all I want is for you to be glorified, then my brother, my sister, man, you need to desire fruitfulness like no man's business. You need to look for it. And the root of fruitfulness is selflessness. In subsequent episodes will begin to go deeper into this conversation. So today, it's just about you getting willing. You need to be willing. You need to be willing. Because your life needs to bring glory to God. That is what I want you to live with. That here in this man, the Father won't be glorified any other way. Except your life give fruit. So think about your life. How many people are eating from the fruit of God in your life? If there is nobody, then the Father is not receiving glory. Man. You are hiding your talent. Oh, oh, that's not cool, man. That's not. You are created for so much more. You are created to be a blessing. The Bible says, Jesus said, if God said to Abraham, all of them said together that, in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. If you have that level of potential, and nobody is getting blessed through your life, you are not doing the right thing with what you have. And the beginning of that blessing is not just that you create jobs, is that people are getting saved through your life, whether directly through your preaching the, and sharing the gospel to them or indirectly and purposefully. So even though it's indirect, it must be intentional by your giving to those who are preaching the gospel. See, even though people are castigated for... No, see, let's call the spade a spade. It takes the blessing of the Lord in material form, money to fund the gospel. So, and it is a system where God makes sure that we all fund each other. Those who are preaching to us are preaching the right things that help us get fruitful. We who are listening to them are sowing back into their life for them to spread the message more. And we are going into countries, into cities where some of our brothers and sisters are going and risking and hazarding their lives to preach the gospel and bring the gospel. That is what it means fundamentally that the people of the earth are getting blessed through you. That's the real blessing. The real blessing is that your sins are forgiven and your iniquity is covered. According to Psalm 32, it says, Blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven, in whom the, to whom the Lord will not impute guile. And that is also in Romans 4. That the righteousness of faith is given unto them. That they become the righteousness of God. That's the fundamental fruit that your life should give. That people are getting saved through your life. Directly or indirectly, but intentionally. So it's not just that you just go and dump your offering in church. No, from today as you listen to this, don't just go and dump your offering in church because God needs your money. Eh, 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 eh. Do with knowing that my money is funding the gospel for every well for every time they put on the aces and this my money which is what i've received by the ideas god has given to me is also causing the earth to be blessed that yes the the proceeds i get from god at work and i put into the work of the ministry for every time a pastor mounts the pulpit and he preaches and somebody on the other side of the world listens, and a young minister somewhere listens to your pastor and he goes to start his own ministry and he begins to save lives and somebody else somewhere starts his own job and he gets that proceed from that job and he also starts another business and that corner see you must be purposeful. So don't just drop your offering or your tithe just because that is why people get angry. Because they are giving it to the pastor. And then they are, they are they are getting no 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 no. You are not giving it to the pastor. You are a you are a kingdom practitioner. You are a member. See, you have as much right to this kingdom as a man preaching on the altar. And for every time you give the money, your reward is as equal as is. Who is preaching? Believe me. Believe me. If you, if you find it, if you find it, uh, if, if your skin cringe, you need to accept it. These are part of the things that will make you a fruitful person. That your job at your office is as important as the person who is preaching. If you are working for the same purpose, if while you go to work I want to be the best at my work that I will earn more and so that in me shall all families of the earth be blessed so that I can, can give more to the gospel so that I can sponsor a, 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 a minister in Kenya, I can sponsor somebody in Kaduna in Nigeria, I can sponsor somebody in Mali, I can sponsor somebody in Egypt or in, or in Kuwait, or, you know, if that is why you are working then both the person who is preaching and the person who is funding, we are all doing the same work, my brother, my sister. So you have to have this mindset. You are equal to the man who is preaching. You are doing a different job, but you are a member of the body, a crucial member of the body. And this should be your mindset because God needs to see glory come to him through your life by your fruitfulness. So Jesus said, herein is my father glorified. That you bear, not little, much food. Press for much food. Let your heart open. You must be desirous, hungry for much fruit. I hope this little thought has helped you. Thank you so much for listening and for sharing with your family and friends and anybody that comes to mind while you read. And God bless you immensely. Till so next episode. I am Joel Hello, can you hear the birds chopping? I think it's about 6 a.m. in the morning when I'm recording this. Oh, so welcome to today's episode of the podcast, And uh, it has been an interesting journey so far. I hope you've been blessed. I hope you've had a change of heart. I hope you've made decisions and I hope the visions of God are getting clearer to you. Oh, and today we are going to be talking about verse nine of John chapter fifteen, verse John chapter fifteen, rather. And we are we are digging deep into the words of Jesus. We are drawing out life from it. And uh, this, this this episodes and this season are going around the world. They are changing lives, and their messages will get back to and preach in different dimensions over the years. John fifty nine. And connecting from our last episode, we, I mentioned the central thought, which is going to be the thread for the rest of this, this season, and that is selflessness. So Jesus begins a conversation on selflessness, and it he it, it, it didn't bring it out so clearly, but you have to look at it well and see it, because if you don't see it that way, you, you can't get it. I remembered once after a session of prayer, the Lord said to me, he said, the hands so, so it's not that the Lord said passing. So we have so but I, I had an interpretation of tongues and my my the interpretation of what I prayed in tongues was it is the hands of selflessness that can need the dough of the blessing. So imagine the blessing is like a dough of bread and you want to knead it to make bread of oil or cake or whatever. But the Bible the, the Holy Ghost taught me that day and said, it is only the hands of selflessness that can need the dough of the blessing. So if your hands are no hands of selflessness, you can't make anything out of the blessing. It takes a selfless hand, a selfless heart to be able to multiply the blessing and be fruitful with it and have dominion with it. So there are several people. Every Christian actually is blessed with the blessing of Abraham. We'll all We all have the blessing. Of Abraham and us, that is why Christ said that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles by faith that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. That is why He came, that is why He died, that is why He shed His blood, that the works of the enemy might be destroyed, that the Holy Ghost might take his residence on the inside of us. So, but if we are not walking in selflessness, and we are going to see what that selflessness is today. We can't operationalize the blessing. So you see love Christians, even though they are serving God, they are praying, they are sowing seeds, they are not selfless. They are not. And selflessness is not that you give your whole body to be born because you can do all that and still not walk in love. That's what the Bible tells us. So we really need to examine our heart and know what are the 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 the, the, the demands of fruitfulness in the kingdom. So Jesus, after talking about being a true disciple it goes on in verse now he says as the father has loved me so have i loved you continue in my love now this season we are going to be talking about manifested fruitfulness so we have laid the foundation in the last season, and jesus is saying that how the father has loved me he said what so have i loved you continue in my love now how did the father love Jesus? Come on now. This is going to, it's going, to it's going to mark your mind. The Bible says Jesus Himself told us how the Father loved him. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. How did the father love the son? The father loved him enough to put him to grief. And send him to die on the cross of Calvary that he may redeem the world back to God. That was the extent of the Father. So the Father loved Jesus enough to see to it that he died to save the world. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus is the only begotten Son of the Father, and the extent, the height of that love, so to his death. Hmm. Hmm. And Jesus is now saying. It is that same dimension of love that i'm passing across to you continuing the dimension of love the love that drives you to die and lay down your life to see others come to the father now listen listen i want to also keep these things in perspective you see God is raising a new generation of Christians who are not just into social, corporate social responsibility and sharing clothing materials and sharing foodstuff to people without an interest in their soul a genuine interest is not we are not doing prea we're not saying we want to snap the goods we are giving to the poor and putting it on facebook so that they will not criticize us as prosperity preachers so that they will know that we are taking the money of the church we are giving it to the poor no, no 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 we are not doing reputation management no no we are talking about we are laying down our life our material that the world might be restored to God, not to redeem our image, not to not for politically correct reasons, not to manage our reputation with the press, not to reduce the level of persecution upon us so that they will not see. Even the Bible teaches us in Matthew 6 that when your right hand is doing something, your left hand should not do. I I take that as a major training from from my elder in the faith. I learned that from him it was it was it was. A serious lesson it taught us growing up, especially growing up in Covenant Christian Center. I I I, I have to mention that not necessarily, but I love my I love him, he's my pastor forever. So and so it's something he it trained us with. It's something it taught us with that when your right hand is doing something, your left hand doesn't let the world know. And it's something that we took, I as a person imbibed it. So so as children of God, when, when Jesus said, so when we are now talking about this love, a selfless love, a self-giving love, so a love that is, that is given to the poor and using it in publicizing, that is not a selfless love because you are gaining something from it. So Jesus is saying that for fruitfulness to be, and that is why, you see, many a times we sow to the poor, but we don't get the reward that is accorded us from the Father. The rewards we are getting are from other things, not necessarily from our giving, because there are ulterior motives to them. So God is merciful in other areas, is helping us, quote-unquote, pass things up, but the rewards that is supposed to be coming from giving is not coming. Because giving is an exercise that causes all grace. So regardless of what you give, so far you are giving something, it it is the provoker, let me use that word, the evoker, of the all grace manifestation so giving can evoke the grace of healing evoke the grace of prosperity evoke the grace of favor evoke the grace i'm telling you because the bible said when you sow god will cause all grace regardless of what you sow so if you are a sower you are supposed to be having all grace at work grace of healing your children are not supposed to be falling sick here year. And year. No, no 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 grace all grace your car is not supposed to be to be getting broke every No, no 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 all grace all grace all grace. All grace. Tsunami is not supposed to be coming and pulling your house down. No, no, no. The tornado is supposed to circle your house and go go over it and not bring it down. No, yeah. So all grace. So now Jesus is saying, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue you in my love. So this is the crux, the meat of a fruitful life. It is founded on extending the same fatherly love of God on Jesus through us to the world. Love is the center, is the possessor of the heart of a person who will be fruitful. And that love is a love that leads you to the point of giving your life and laying your life down for others. Because that is the statutory requirement. As the Father has loved me, the Father loved me enough to see to me that I die, and put me to grief, then that same love is what is at work on you, that the Father will demand of you to die. Death is in this process. Paul, in his letters, told us, I die daily. Then he told us that death walks in me, that life might walk in you. So, the level of fruitfulness we saw in the life of Paul was because he was dying based on the requirement of the Father's love that has been extended through him. So this man was dying. He wrote about two-thirds or half of the New Testament. It was a level of death that was able to help him accomplish that. He traveled throughout the known world, Asia Minor then, and preached the gospel in every way it has not been named before. He was the apostle to the Gentiles. where it was because he was regularly in the place of death. He was, he was dying. And he listed some of those experiences of death. He said, I was shipwrecked. In fastings, then fasting is different from hunger. He stated them. Experience. He said, In fastings, in hunger, in sleeplessness, I spent a night and a day in the sea beaten with rods 39 times thrice left for death and look at the level now we still preach from Paul's letters today and we'll still always preach from it till Jesus comes but look at that man died daily, he said I die daily, he said that he said even the cares of the church rest upon me, he said I die daily, so now so you covet fruitfulness which is very important the bible tells us that we should convert earnestly the best gift we should convert fruitfulness we should convert profiting with that for other people's life but at the root of that is love and that love leads to death because the father loved the son enough to put him to death to put him to grief to make his soul an offering for sin so are you ready to die so This is the first things that we want to now clear up. You want to be fruitful. Fruitfulness and practicality demands death. And this death comes in different places. The major ideology and the practice of this death is that you are always sacrificing the cravings of your flesh and the desires of your flesh, probably legitimate, to fund the desires of God. You are always going against your comfort, your selfish comfort to fulfill the mandate of God, not just to serve other people. No, 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 no. To fulfill the desires of God in the service of men. God must not be taken out of the equation or else you are nothing more than a celebrity who is, who is, who is proclaiming for abortion and yet pouring our funds to fall for. To, to, to some African nation. That, that is not, you are not connected to the divine that way. You are not connected to the vine. These things have to be said. So, you walk in the love that leads you to death. And that is how you become fruitful. In John chapter 12, verse 24, Jesus explains the process of this death. He said, unless a grain of wheat Falls to the ground and dies. He says it abides alone. He said, But when it dies, it will bring forth much fruit. So you see, the process of fruitfulness begins with death and continues with death. You remain a living sacrifice for your life to constantly be able to be a reasonable service unto the Father, where you are always experiencing the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God in every area of your life. Death must be going on. You must be presenting your body as a living sacrifice. So what are your own personal goals, your your career goals, your admiration, your goals by teacher? I have to be this way now. None of those things are bad in themselves, but they are bad when they are not in tandem with God's will. And God is now saying, you see, your ambitions, your goals, they are nothing compared to what I want to, to bring through your life. So your ambition your goals need to die for my own to come alive. Or else you remain alone. You can't be fruitful my times. So, in this journey for fruitfulness, you need to embrace death. Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Pick up his cross and follow me. Death to self. Death to ambition. Death to your personal desires. Death to sin. Death to the works of the flesh. Death to the cravings of the flesh. Death to your personal comfort. Death to your personal goals. Death to the the desires of who you like. That you want to date a particular kind of woman. And the Father is saying, no, you have to die. The two of you love each other so much. But the Father is saying, you have to die. Because the kind of person I have in store for you, is not this particular person. They don't fit into my plan for your life. They fit into my plan for somebody else's life. You guys are not meant for each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. That needs to sit in in somebody's heart. You have to die. You have to die. You have to let them go. They are not in my plans for you. Or else you will not be fruitful. So begin to think, what needs to die? And the truth is, God will name his price. Yeah, destiny will name its price. It will come. You will see the price. You will just choose whether to pay it or not. But it will will name its price. Now, you don't name that price. You don't say, this is what I'm going to do. No, 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 no. We won't trust you to name the price. The Father is going to ask you for it. And then you will receive the grace to lay it down. So have you planned that you are going to, to relocate and go and start? No. And the father is saying, stay behind. Or you are planning to stay behind. And the father is saying, I want you to relocate. Come on now. These things are not cast in stone. They are not. They are, they are like the spirit. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 8, it says, it says, the wind blows where it wishes. We don't know where it's going and we don't know where it's coming from. It says, so is the way of the spirit. So is everyone born of a soul. It's not cast in stone. Something may be pleasurable to you. And the father says, no. That is not what I want for you. And there's something maybe pleasurable to you, and the fact I say, yes, that is what I want. It's not cast in stone. So, are you ready to die? You must be ready to embrace death. Fruitfulness will require for you, just like a seed, to be buried in the ground, to rot, to die, so that new life can flow out of you and you become the blessing that you have always desired, a royal diadem in the hands of God. It's as simple as it is. Death gives birth to fruitfulness. And that death is the death of love. The Father will put you to death out of love. It's not out of hatred, no. God loves Jesus. is his only begotten son and he makes his soul an offering for that. And for example, a human being did that too. And that was what made God oblige and say, okay, I've always had this in mind now. I found a man who have demonstrated to me that he's going to represent his, his generations. And that was Abraham. God has always said, I'm going to redeem my but let man also sign a covenant and a pact with me. And God gave Abraham a child. And he said, go and put him to death for me. Come on now. And Abraham rose up. So if you think you can do it, if you think it's too difficult, remember Abraham. He was a man like you. He waited for 90 years, 100 years actually, to have a son. And when he finally has the son, the father says, go and put him to death. Offer him as a sacrifice for me. Come on. And the man saddled his donkey in the morning and went onto the mount and was ready to, to slaughter that boy as a sacrifice. And the father told him and said, you have have pleased me. For this reason, in blessing I will bless you, in multiplying I will multiply you, and in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. You see, fruitfulness there. The covenant, the blessings of Abraham works on the basis of death, sacrifice, letting go, surrendering your life in the service of God's intention, in the life of other people, in the life of a generation. Sacrificing your sleep, your money, your food, your relationship, your father, your mother, your homeland, your ties. Abraham died every time he died. When he left his father's house and his mother's land to a place where God will show he died when he had to believe God. He died when he had to send Ishmael out of his house. He died when he had to put uh, Isaac on 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 the altar. He died when he had to tell. Uh, lots to take wherever he, he wants out of the land. And then God rewarded him with a promise. So you are the seed of Abraham. You must embrace the death process. And above all, Jesus, our elder brother, showed us the way. He laid down his life and he's telling us here, he said, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. He said, pass it on, continue with my love. Today is a call to death. And death is love actually. Love is death. Death is love. So how much do you love the intentions of God for mankind? It shows to the level of the degree that you want to die. You want to get spent serving their intentions on the surface of the earth. And that is how fruitfulness comes. Don't be scared. I hope this has blessed you. I encourage you after listening to this, you go into a corner or find a place to pray and ask the Father, help me die well. Help me die and help me stay dead. Help me remain a living sacrifice. Help me die daily. Help death be at work in me so that life can flow through me to the people just like Paul. If you are accomplishing anything great for God, death must be at work in you, that life can flow out of you. I hope this has blessed you, and I pray the Holy Ghost will expand these thoughts in your mind, and make you a blessing to your world. Thank you so much for listening, and sharing with your friends and families, as we push the frontiers of the gospel together. God bless you so much. Till next time. Chuelo Shabbat.